Emily, I've come to learn breed-specific forums are toxic. Awful advice from crazy fur moms whose obese dogs can do no wrong in their eyes. Oh. So, Emily, I'll, I'll go one up on that. I've pretty much learned that all online all forums, forums, all online anything, forums, especially dog related, anything that you are like interested enough to start or like a group on, chances are it's not that great. It's so funny. I remember this. Except our Facebook group's pretty cool. Yeah, your your Facebook, ours, but yours is really good. Your yeah. your, your private one. So it's so funny because there are forums out there that their catchphrase is like "be kind." I know. Until you mention my name. <laughs> so toxic. I've seen I've seen people mention my name and it's like the worst shit happens. And I'm like, you do realize, you do realize that the forum, your 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 the your forum was literally designed around be the be kind and no bullying. Yeah. And no harassing and unless, no negativity. Unless, unless it's about Jeff Gellman. Unless it's about me at all. And I'm like Oh, no, that's not true. I'm like, guys, I've seen the screenshots. It's incredible how toxic people are. You know? Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Hi, everybody. How are you? This is Jeff Galvin of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. And this is the What Would Jeff Do show. Yep. It's a, it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday Q&A show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, it's a problem-solving show. It doesn't have to be. You can ask a question on how to train something, but it's a problem-solving show. Most people ask, you know, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I get my right. dog from doing this, from doing this, from doing this? Then we have also, I'll segue into the problem-solving seminars. Jeff, I want problem-solving seminars. Again, why do I say that? Why do I enunciate problem-solving seminars? Because people go to these seminars looking for us to stop things. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. And they get us to stop unwanted behaviors. Leech reactivity, dog aggression, human aggression, counter-surfing. I put up a really good... Um, resource guarding video today. If you haven't been our, on our Instagram or our uh, uh, Facebook page today, there's an excellent, um, excellent uh, uh, resource guarding video. It's literally how I stop it. I'm showing you, if you're struggling with resource guarding, watch this video, it stops resource guarding. I've done it thousands of times. In fact, someone just commented, you make it look so effortless, effortless, effortlessly. I'm like, I can stop resource guarding quicker than I can teach a reliable sit. I've done it so many times successfully. You can do it successfully. I'm literally showing you how to do it. Lately, we've been getting a lot of great engagement with our videos because they work. Yeah. And people are realizing it's like, wow, it's actually simpler than, simpler than we thought. Yeah. It, it is. It actually is. When you actually just get down to the nitty gritty and just freaking get it done. Just get it done. It's and then true. we have the training center here, which is... Dogs come here for a boarding train, you know, four to six weeks. And we deal with some of the, you know, most challenging dogs out there. A lot of nervousness and fear, which is actually sometimes more challenging than aggression. Mm -hmm. But we deal with aggression, leech reactivity, separation anxiety. So we're not your average dog trainer who does obedience. We absolutely do obedience. We do a reward-based system to train obedience. But, you know, all these people with all their freaking comments on our page, like, well, you don't have to do that. Da, 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 da. It's like, you know, click on your bio. You've got no videos. 
or click on your bio and you're doing like all happy-go-lucky friendly dogs. Yeah. It's like, no, we do behavior modification. With dangerous dogs. There is a difference. People have got to understand there is a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. So stay in your lane. Let us get the work done. So you'll ask a question down in the comment box and we'll, uh, we'll answer it. We'll answer it. And uh, if I yell and scream, it's just because it's a rant. I'm not angry it's at rant all. Rant Wednesday. I'm Hashtag. Passionate, passionate as fuck. Rant Wednesday. And uh, Joelle, let's jump right into it. All right, Melissa said good evening, all. Hey, everybody, how are you? Carol Melissa. B. Hi. Hey, Carol B. How are hey, you? Hey, Carol. Thomas. Hey, guys. Hadn't realized that Joelle is a personal trainer. Yeah. Respect. She's actually more than a personal trainer. She's a coach, a social media. She's my second in command, and um, now she's a homeowner. Congratulations. Woo! Thanks. Next. Thomas just found me on IG the other day. Nice. What's up, Tom? Uh, G Guillermo, yep. is that what we said? Is that G Guillermo? Guillermo. Guillermo. Yep. Positive vibes. Thank you. You too as well. Mike, hi Jeff. Have you ever encountered a dog that would scratch his ears when stressed? Vets are convinced it is a behavioral issue. What asked a vet who's an expert in behavioral issues, I am sure, which behavioral issue would that be? Now, if nothing medically is wrong with your dog, could be. Well then. Yes, dogs scratch when they're stressed. Dogs also scratch to avoid things. Recall your dog. I actually got this mm, itch. I'm itchy. We see it's that like, all the time. Really? You do? You know? So we get dogs that absolutely can use that. They can use that as maybe that's a coping mechanism. Maybe that's the way they deal with stress. You know, but if nothing is medically wrong, well then, yeah, I guess your vet is right. It's behavioral. Next. Kathleen, hey Jane J. Hey, hey Kathleen. Kathleen, how are you, hon? Carol, hey guys, for resource guarding, I understand you use structure and the out command to manage this. Is there anything different you do if the resource guarding is from other dogs as opposed to people? So let's just clarify that, Carol. We don't manage it; we eliminate it. There's a big difference. Also, we it's not got nothing to do with structure. You can be unstructured if you want to. We eliminate resource guarding. We literally like. Step one, step two, step three. You could be unstructured. Now, there's safety protocols you want to take. That's, I guess, technically structured. I guess the methodical way that I do it, I guess that's structured. But we don't manage it. We get rid of it. Mm. So as far as the question being, do you do anything with dog dogs? Yeah, like differently for resource guarding from um, other dogs. No, it's the same methodology. Yes, there's tweaks to it. There's little tweaks to a lot of stuff. But the, excuse me, but the methodology, which is correcting, teaching and correcting, is the same, pretty much. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Thank you. Patreon channel's got all unique videos on it. And um, we do our Zoom Tuesdays, which are fantastic. We have almost 20 people Zoom on there. Tuesdays now, that's the thing. It's always been Zoom Tuesdays. You never called it Zoom Tuesdays. We sure got Rant Wednesday, Zoom Tuesday. No, 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 no. Zoom Tuesdays is literally on Patreon. What's Monday now? What? What's Mondays? I don't know. Monday mashup. Next. Thomas, enjoy your videos. Keep up the good work. We'll, we're not planning on stopping at all. Thank you. Uh-oh. I already got bummed, and it's seven minutes into the show. Hmm. Um, I already read Patreon. Kathleen. I saw on the resource guarding video that the stim was on for a second or so. Is there a time you'd re-stim if the dog didn't mentally disengage? So, Kathleen, let's think about this logically. <clears throat> if a dog, what you're asking is, if the dog didn't 
respond in the appropriate fashion, would you ask, tell the dog again? What do you think? You don't just stand there, Kathleen, correct? You've got to give that dog information. And the reason why I'm saying this is not to make you feel like that was a stupid question because it was the farthest thing from a stupid question. I want people to start thinking. Think, that doesn't mean you weren't thinking. What I want people to do is go, if I told you the first time, maybe I whispered, maybe you need to meet me to say it louder, I'll say it louder. What does louder on a remote collar mean? You dial up a little bit. And for all the people out there, the, the naysayers that are like, oh, then the dog doesn't turn into like a silent biter, all that bullshit that you keep hearing about. So farthest thing from the truth. When you methodically know how to fix a problem, the problem goes away. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everybody. Spatial pressure helped tons today. Also working on downs out and in crate like you suggested in Patreon yesterday. Nice. Thanks. Awesome. Great job, Kathy B. Next. Shelly did the bunker and it worked. But now if I need to do it again, they catch me going for it and run. Do I still bonk them because I don't want it to become a threat? So, well, it sort of is a threat, but you don't want to threaten the dog. So this is it. The most important part, and I say this in every bonker video that I make, in every bonker description that I say, you are saying no first. No is a marker word, just like yes is a marker word, just like a clicker is a marker. You have got to say no. As long as you say no, when the dog does something that's unacceptable. You've got time to bonk. Grab your bonker. If the dog runs away, chase the dog down. Sorry. It's called a consequence. Next. J-Ron. Good evening, J&J. Hashtag Rant Wednesday. Thank you, J-Ron. I don't know. I don't think he's in the vibe tonight to be going on a rant. You never know. I might get triggered. Might. I'm just, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I know. So I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Carol B. Yeah, poor wording on my part. My bad. But it's not poor wording on your part. I just like to really, really make sure I'm specific with my answers because I want people to know, sure, there is management in dog training. Of course there is. We have management in our lives, management in our diet, management in our, in our physical fitness, management in our relationships, management in our child rearing, management in our work, in our workplace. But I want, I want folks to really understand that, like, no, you can eliminate a behavior. You can eliminate a behavior. So Mac, who used to live outside, when I got him seven years ago, bit the owner's wife on the face two times, got into dog fights numerous times. I have eliminated that problem. He has done nothing of the sort for seven years. I've eliminated that problem. Now, are there other dogs that you have to manage their aggression? Sure. But you can eliminate a problem. Next. Michael, thank you for all your advice. When bonking, should the bonker always be thrown or can you use bonker in hand? You can do both. You can. What do you mean by that is do you always deploy the bonker or can you sometimes grab the bonker and just hit the dog on the head? The answer is yes. Next. Jamie, hi, J&J. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Shannon, love you, kids. Shout out from, what's MT? Montana. 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 Right. Mike, Jeff, you're a professional Tater Tots builder. Martha Stewart has nothing on you. So actually, ironically, so I did get an email from, uh, an, from an MS. That was the abbreviations today. Martha Stewart. Now, 
Whether it's her or not, I don't know. But she wants to know, it could be a he. <laughs> Mike Smith, for all I know. All, you know. all I'm saying is, I got an email today saying, I'd like to know your secret to tater tots. Signed, MS. Now. Air fryer. Kathleen. No. Makes good Brussels sprouts and tater tots. I got I got Brussels sprouts in the wings. Next. The shit. They come out so good in I there. Know. Katie, but this the the tots did come out better this time. They still got a little bit of squishiness to them. Okay, the tots came I out. I don't like them too crisp. The tots came out exactly the same as last time. No. Mm -mm, nope. Katie. Hi, during recall, even with no stim. I'll say come, and he comes to me with speed. I use the yes marker, but he's sometimes not interested in reward. Even though he's come to me, he seems unfocused, goes past me. So he goes past you, that's not a recall. Mm. But it depends. Depends what the context is. If I'm off leash in the woods, and I call my dogs back to me, and if they come running back to me, they don't have to come up to me in front and sit. They don't have to come up to me in front and down. You know, if I'm heading back to a to a vehicle, I'll be like, let's go. I say here. They come, they run past me, they run ahead, ahead of me. All depends on context. There's different levels of recall you can do. Next. But but as far as like not taking a reward, guys, once a dog knows the command, get off the fucking rewards. Yeah. Like so many people are like, the dog, it's like like you don't have to always be rewarding your dog. Like going off leash with your dog is reward enough. Today we went to Joel's new property and we ran the dogs off leash and in a big open field, up and down a hill. They were chasing a ball. Like that's, that's a, a reward. reward. There's your reward. There's your reward. Everything doesn't have to be, you don't have to pay the dog for everything in life. Next. Um, Javier, how to start a business during this pandemic dog so, training business. So Javier, I do business building mentorship. You can do a one-on-one -on -one counsel with me. So number one, I can tell you how to do it. If I want to make it, the first thing you want to do is work with lots of dogs. Seriously. I don't know how much experience you have. I don't know your skill set at all, but you absolutely can start a business during a pandemic. Right now is one of the greatest times in the world to start a business. It's also one of the worst times in the world to start a business. All depends on the person. Mm. All depends on the business. Now is a one wonderful, wonderful time. Look at all the different businesses that are being started up. Delivery business being number one. Anything that saves people time. So, next. Um, Megan, hey guys, tell us more about the five-day Florida seminar for trainers. Sounds so amazing. Well, Exciting. So, Megan, I mean, we're, we've been doing... The, the issue is my buddy and I, Sean, have been doing T3 now going on eight years. And... We, we, we're, we were talking and he's extremely busy. He, I'm very, very busy. So he's got a lot of new programs going on. I've got new programs going on. So I think that trying to get us both together the same week, same time, coordinate schedules, it's been very difficult. So we talked about like, and then we got a middle of a pandemic so we talked about possibly doing like a, a, a just our, not our own thing technically, but maybe we'll take a year and like build up our brands because it's there's a lot of different stuff going on. 
So you'll know when we launch it. You'll know. Next. Kathleen, haha, yes. Okay, very true. And I'm assuming you dial up, right? You would either dial, you would go higher. Correct. I keep getting bumped, man. Hmm. All right. Second time. Um, Sarah, hello. Love you guys. Keep missing Zoom Tuesdays. Well, it's too bad because uh, they're lots of fun. They go by they go by fast too. Zooms. Yeah, it's a quick yeah. hour. Because I get to the thing about Zoom Tuesdays, I can go into depth. Like these questions, I'm answering in fifteen to thirty seconds. Sometimes I'll spend five minutes answering a question. It's face to face. It's everything. Angelo had a observation day today. I watched him on Zoom. Cool. That was weird. Yeah. Um, LM, I know you said people in the circle of hate. Oh, wait, hold on. Kathleen said, okay, yes, that makes sense. Thank you. Got it. You're welcome. LM, I know you said people in the circle of hate need to be toasted, no butter. But do you ever feel sad that those owners who never use the training, training tools are going to have a really hard life? Do I feel bad? Yes and no, because the information exists. Mm -hmm. So the information exists. So if they choose not to use that information, if they can't see videos of really, really badly behaved dogs going from bad to better, and they're stuck in an ideology, that's on them. The dog pays the price, but they also pay the price. But that's on them. So I don't feel bad for them. That's their decision. I can't care more than they do. Next. Gary, prong question. My guy walks almost perfectly on the prong, but pulls, sniffs, marks as soon as I move to flat buckle. So, Gary, number one, how long have you been training? Are you actually doing active training with the tool? Number one, there is there is a training component to it as well. The tool was just a communication device. Number two, why put the dog on a flat buckle collar? That's one way to look at it too. If the leash has to be attached to something, why not that something be the most effective communication device that there is? Or at least it's better than the flat. Next. Heather, love y'all. Use your advice from the Zoom about counter surfing. And oh my God, my pup got it. I can't thank you enough. You're welcome, Kathy. It's funny because Heather. Heather. Um, it's really, really funny because I give out really, really good advice on counter surfing. And so many people fight it. And I've done, let's see, today, yesterday, I did three or four one on ones. And two of them, we talked about counter surfing. And both of those dogs have been to the emergency room. Anywhere from four to $8,000 in damage, all from counter surfing. We both, both clients, both Zoom. I mean, this was on, I mean, sorry, one-on-one -on -one online consults are like, I told them what my protocol is, which is not comfortable for the dog. And they're like, that's a hell of a lot better than being split open. Being split open. Talked to a, a woman today that three of her dogs killed her cat. Whoa. And I showed, talked to her, told her how to stop like her other cats from being killed. And um, it wasn't pretty. She doesn't want them to be friends with the cat. She wants them to not kill not the cat. Not kill the cat. So my protocol is not pretty. Mm -hmm. But 
It's got to be better than a dead mm, cat. Put them in avoidance somehow. You know, I'm sorry. And for people to, for people not to see the big picture, mm -hmm. I'm blown away. Yeah. I'm I'm blown away. I'm like, you think that giving a dog a few seconds of high level discomfort you're jumping on the counter is mean. But for some reason, rushing to the emergency room at two in the morning, hoping your dog doesn't die mm. and then splitting your dog open mm -hmm. and getting, and then having to pay a four to $8,000 medical bill and your dog not learning anything, your dog could die on the table is in massive pain from the operation, isn't paid post-operation. Mm. There's a rec long recovery time. It could be a secondary affection. And I'm stopping it, and that's mean. I I just don't, we're just in two different worlds. That's pretty much what it boils down to. It's just two different worlds to me. Yeah. Next. And, okay, thank you for saying chase the dog down. I've been wondering about that, if it is enough for it to stop when the dog sees the bonker. Now, then you are threatening it. Yeah. You're threatening it. You're pretty much just saying, if you were closer, I'll bonk you. So that's now your dog's like, well, I'll just stay away, right? But you, you hunt that dog down, it's going to stop doing that bad behavior. Next. Um, Tyler. Hey, Jeff. I have a Belgian Malinois. She is extremely smart for 22 weeks old. She does have some flaws to work on, like counter surfing. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to get your dog to stop counter surfing when you don't have the e-collar on? I've corrected her multiple times with it, and she does very well with it. But the moment I take it off, she's adamant on counter surfing. So you haven't stopped the problem yet. The dog's only 22 weeks old. So you got a less than six-month-old dog. So it's a Malinois. Wake up in the morning, put the collar on, go to bed at night, take the collar off, make sure you rotate it every three to four hours because you're technically always training that dog. The dog's, the dog's always sort of in training. Also, how high have you gone? Did you just go high enough for the dog to come off of it or did you make it suck so the dog doesn't even want to go by the, the counter anymore? See, a lot of times, like say your dog knew the off command. Say your dog knew the off command, which is like, get off of something. And you caught your dog up on the counter and you said, off. Your dog jumped off. Oh, I stopped the dog from counter surfing. The dog's going to counter surf tomorrow. But if you made it really, really suck, which is code word for highly uncomfortable, which is code word for discomfort, which is code word for painful to do it, your dog would stop. And then you got those cliches T-shirts, coffee mugs, bumper stickers, slogans, websites, you know, don't train with pain. Well, can we have some context, please? That's like saying don't operate with pain. Mm. Like, so don't train with pain. Well, I'm not training a downstay. I'm keeping my dog alive. Mm. Sorry. It's true. You know, don't train with pain. Hmm. So I'm trying to rehab my dog from aggression. So I can't create any discomfort in my dog to stop it from attacking another dog. But my dog, if I don't stop it, will get into a dog fight. And that's all rainbows and sunshine, right? Like when two dogs fight seriously, there's no discomfort at all, right? 
that's all just fun. That's all just fun. Getting stitched up, getting your face torn off, mm. possibly amputating a leg, permanent nerve damage, eyeball eyeball being gouged out by another dog. Mm. Oh my god, that's so graphic and gross. Uh huh. It's reality. Welcome to fucking reality. Sorry, I mean I'm not. We're not dealing with happy-go-lucky puppies, guys. Getting bit or getting bit by your own dog, like you get a hand bite from your dog. That fucking hurts. That shit hurts. Like, what do we don't train with pain? So a dog can bite me on the hand, which is one of the more painful bites there is. I'll take a leg bite any day over a hand bite. Any day. So I am going to struggle be, by being in pain for a week to two, but I can't deliver a three-second moment of pain to my dog to stop it from biting me. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I just don't understand the rationale behind people that have got dogs that are seriously badly behaved or want to be proactive and stop a behavior that's dangerous. Throwing these slogans out there and thinking everything's supposed to be fun and positive. You always get these people that jump on. Well, there's actually a non-corrective way to fix that. Really? Well, are we talking about a dog that's never bitten before or rehabbing a dog because i'd like to see a dog that's been a dog fighting dog rehabbed without any discomfort and then i want to see you do it a dozen times with video documentation and then i want to see the owners make sure that the owners can duplicate it so not your own personal dog and not over two years so I think there's not enough context thrown in with, 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 with stuff. People don't, they're not living in reality. I didn't have to do that with my puppy. I'm like, you had it from eight weeks old. Right. I'm rehabbing a two-year-old dog that gets into dog fights all the time. We just got in a one-year-old Rottweiler that's bitten its owner seven times. Well practiced. It's like, like, Seven times it's been its owner. They were going to put their dog down, and I don't blame them for having to make that hard decision. I mean, the dog is literally creating havoc and discomfort in their house. Yeah. I mean. Like, literally, the kids are terrified. So, I can't I can't give that dog. And, again, we're not talking about a downstay. No. But then, again, you get these pushy, snotty dogs that go... They refuse to do a downstay. Then you get these 150-pound dogs that when you're walking them, refuse to budge. Or maybe the dog's tired. Tired my ass. I don't have to leash. The dog will fucking run around. <laughs> oh, use food. Oh, okay. So you're a grown adult of a dog. You're not a puppy. You're an adult dog who, who on purpose sits down and objects to the walk. And I'm going to use food to motivate you? Well, that's one hell of a trick to train the dog. Yeah, I think I'd like a snack right about now. We're halfway through the walk. Yeah. What do you think? He's going on a rant, guys. It's Ch Wednesday. Chicken liver. It came out of nowhere. I think I'll just sit down on my ass. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? Hand delivered. What do you got? A dog food? Nah, Better run to enough. McDonald's and get a cheeseburger. You got hot dogs? Nah, that's not enough. 
It's like, give me a break. I'll get you to move. And guys, this is not how we train ob basic obedience. This is how we stop unwanted behaviors. This is how we fix problem dogs. Mm -hmm. Is everything harsh? No, everything's not harsh. But if you're a decent dog trainer, you better have some tools in your belt. And I'm not talking about a highly motivated Malinois here, which will do anything for a freaking ball. Anything. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, please join Joel's Patreon channel. She's got a house now. She had pay mortgage on. Yeah, I know. So, so everybody, Sweating. everybody sign up. Everybody sign up. Emma, e-collar correction works for fence barking at neighbor's dog, but she's collar aware. Does there come a point where collar won't be needed? If you make it suck enough. <laughs> again, here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Are you reminding your dog? Or are you freaking making it suck? So many people. I can stop. I can get a dog to come off a fence with a, a low to medium stem. But if I want to stop it, I make the active fence fighting really, truly suck. Again, it's like, Jesus Christ, Jeff, all you do is talk about fucking shocking dogs and creating pain. You're <laughs> just like, thinking that like every answer. It's like, sorry. Tonight. But it's like. Make it suck, Gelman. You know? Because you know what? You know what the other people will tell you to do? This is what people are going to tell you to do. Your dog is fence fighting. You know what they'll do? Walk out there and get it to look at you. <laughs> look at me. It's so true. Your dog is fence fighting. Just recall the dog. In the pouring fucking rain, I got to walk outside, stand in front of the fucking dog, do dog as it's running back and forth. I got to go, excuse me, would you look at me? Focus. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. And then give you a fucking food reward. So every time I go outside and fence fight, I get paid. And I got to look at your ugly fucking face. <laughs> Like, like, that's sort of like a punishment and a reward. You're just giving mixed messages. It's like, it's like, can I just eat the food without looking at you? Do I really got to look at your ugly fucking butt? Does everyone else get the, the mental image, though, of like a disgruntled owner in their bathrobe with their coffee? That's right. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That's right. <laughs> Look at my eye. That's what they tell you to do. What they tell you to tell, tell the dog to sit. Or you know what they'll do? This is what they'll do. Go out there food with, on the ground. Yeah. Go out there with a bunch of hot dogs. Throw the hot dogs behind the dog. The dog stops fence fighting. Yeah. You know, the hot dogs are gone. Then they're like, so every time I fence fight, not only do I get hot dogs, I get them fucking delivered. <laughs> Crying. Shit's funny. That's what they tell you to do. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. And I'm the mean guy. It's just incredible. We had a dog try to fence fight today. <laughs> I knew he was gone. I'm like, Courtney, be ready. And he did. He did it. And guess what? He got a correction. Yeah. You gonna throw hot dogs behind it? <laughs> no. Good. I'm tired of buying fucking hot dogs. Uh, Kim, what stages do you begin teaching a client's dog e-collar recall? That's all they really want. How do you go about just teaching that? Should you just teach that? If you if you want to, <laughs> Kim, you're talking in riddles here. For some reason, Kim, I swear to God, Kim. Okay, imagine Kim is on coke. Imagine she's totally coked out and asked that question. What does somebody on coke act like? They talk really, really fast. Oh. Okay. 
Everybody say that. What changes do you I'm just busting your balls, Kim. It's the first thing I thought about was like somebody on Coke asking all those questions really, really fast. So, Kim, if that's all the client wants, if that's your training methodology, like to me, I don't band-aid. But if someone did a if someone did a, a half hour consult with me, I'm like Jeff, I just want to know how to do re remote call or e yeah, recall. It's an easy peasy dog. Absolutely. Absolutely. Train them. Train them. You can know recall. You don't have to know sit. You don't have to know down. You don't have to know place. You don't have to know heel. I owned a feral dog, Autumn. I told her one thing, how to come back on command. That's it. She's feral. That's all I wanted because I wanted to take her to the beach in the woods. The only thing Bert knows on remote yeah. is recall. That's all he needs to know. Next. Four ninety nine top chat from Ashley. Look at me. <laughs> what the F ever. Ashley, depending on the t-shirt you're wearing, I'll look at you, baby. Oh my Next. God, Monica. My little, my nervous little eight pound pup pees when I go to pick her up oh, to take her out first thing in the AM. Just pees right on the floor on her bed I when know. I go to pick her up. I what know. do I do? It's hard to correct because I'm not sure she's doing it until I pick her up and don't want her to associate the correction with me picking her up. I know. So Monica, so we had a dog here that was an excitement peer. The chances are what it is. It was first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. So one of the puppies, and it's like I'm in charge of 4:30 a.m. duty. So I what like through lots of structure, me walking out there calmness. What I'm doing is I'm I'm having the dog come out of the kennel a little bit. I'm just scooping the dog up, no words whatsoever, and it's gotten much much better. It went down from a full on bladder release to like a little bit of dribble to like a little little bit of dribble to like no dribble so they've it, both been doing great yeah, with potty like in massive structure it's been massive structure huge yeah. amounts of structure next kathleen ooh, joelle i'm in you convinced me tots look unreal today today they were fantastic okay i might even eat some after the show how many did you have probably like 15 total i had a little bit with you lunch 1.5 a little bit with dinner that's 1.5 servings i know i had one serving Cool. Tonight for dinner. I counted out 10. Counted them out. Who do I sound like now? Me. <laughs> sound like you. Counted them out. I'm on the game train right now, yep. so uh, it's fine. Yep. Kathy, good evening. Jeff and Joelle Tonka and the new pup Sheba are doing great. Thanks nice. for all the free info. P.S. More videos of adorable Angelo, please. Well, Angelo's got his own, he has his own Instagram page. So go to at Angelo Gelman, at Angelo Gelman on Instagram. Join his page. Watch his stories. In fact, he's short on stories. Today was a weird day. Next. Kathy B., congratulations, Joelle, on your new home. Thank you, well, Kathy. Well, well, well worth it. Emily, can you recommend anyone to follow who's similar-minded who works with task training? Well, task training is different. No, task training, you don't want them similar-minded than me. <laughs> task training is going to be all reward-based to start. All reward-based. All clicker food. So trick trainers are good to watch. There's definitely serve a real service dog trainer that teaches tasks. I would just jump on um jump on YouTube. Jump on YouTube. Next. Sharon, hey guys, you had a question last week about a Dutch shepherd attacking and biting. Mm. We have an almost five-month-old Dutchie who did the same thing. Mm -hmm. We literally had bites and scratches all over our hands and arms, yep. several ripped items of clothing. You hear this, folks? All the Dutch shepherd forums said that was normal. Oh, and really? just to distract them or ignore them until they outgrow it. 
I was almost to the point where I thought we'd made a mistake by getting him. Then I discovered you. No more biting or scratched up hands. So go back for a second so I can see this person's name. So Sharon. Like, I'm blown away at this breed-specific forum. A Dutch shepherd forum. Saying you should ignore your Dutchie. Five-month-old Dutchie. That's the most unethical fucking advice I've ever heard in my life. You never ignore a biting dog. Mm -mm. Never. Oh, if you correct it, you'll ruin the relationship. So uh, when you read that, when Joel read the first part of your, 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 your question, I'm saying to myself, man, that's a fucking crappy relationship. The correction is what gave you the good relationship. Yep. The lack of correction would have kept that relationship Possibly non-existent. And you'd have a year-old dangerous freaking yeah. dog. It's like, I had a great relationship. The dog doesn't fucking live with me anymore. Yeah. Next. Julie, happy awesome, happy Wednesday. Awesome, Jane J. Hey, Julie. How hey, are Julie. you? Um, Melissa posted the link to jeffgelmanseminars.com. Still doing. I think I'm going to just shoot for 21 and 21. Thought it was 20. Now it's 21. Yeah, it makes more sense. does make sense. 21 and 21. Um, Amariani, so I've been binge watching your videos and I'm looking into your phone consultation because I almost got suckered into solely positive rain mm. training the stuff that doesn't work. Well, first of all, it's, a, it's an online face to face thing. This is the thing, guys. Ask me a question how to teach sit down, place, recall, you know, any task, even though I don't do task training. It's all reward based, it's all reward based. There's no corrections until the proofing stage. It's all reward-based. Anything I want my dog to do, I will reward it. Mm -hmm. We had a dog that when you put a collar on it, any collar, a flat buckle collar, it would attack you. We had a dog that when you wipe off its feet, it would attack you. Guess what? I use rewards as part of the rehab process. When do the rewards come? When you didn't attack me. I marked it and rewarded the dog. When did I correct it? When you freaking went after me. This is common sense. It's called yes and no. But we've lost common sense in dog training. That's why there's so many dogs being killed. That's why there's so many owners that their lives suck with their dogs. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest with yourself at least. At least admit it to yourself that the relationship with your dog fucking sucks because you can't even take it to an outdoor cafe. Oh, my My dog's fine. It barks a little bit. Barks a little bit. Your fucking dog hasn't shut up the whole farmer's market. I can hear it all the way from the zucchini aisle and you're in the apple aisle. That's fucking 25 aisles away. Aisles are alphabetized. A through Z. So I'm like, is he doing it by the alphabet? Yeah. This was probably it's 24 aisles. Away. You're really, you're on rant Wednesday. Did they make it 24 aisles? Because A and Z would be two of the letters. Right. So there'd be 24 aisles between the two of them. Yeah. Lisa, part of the problem is that people want a quick fix and they want trainers to do it. They don't want to invest the time themselves. I don't know, Lisa. I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly to greatly disagree with you on that. This is the thing. I deal, we deal with really great owners. That don't mind putting the time into it. I think it's a catch-22. Some things you do want a quick fix. Some things can be fixed quick. Resource guarding, 
I can stop in seconds, literally three seconds. I think it's important to stop resource guarding in three seconds. I think it's important to stop um, jumping in three seconds. Don't you? I mean, how many times does the dog jump on grandma and grandma gets knocked over? We do want a quick fix for that. It's not that I don't want to put on the work, put in the work. It's like, why would you want to put in the work to stop a dog from jumping when it can, when it can be done in three seconds? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But getting a dog to have a awesome heel, that takes some time. A downstay around high levels of distractions, that takes some time. An awesome recall around high levels of environmentals, that does take some time. The problem is, though, that that we've got clients that have been working on things for years that haven't been able to stop it. So, yeah, they're fed up. They've been spending two years, though, on it. Two years with no progress. So I think that a lot of people want things quicker now, right? drive throughs aren't fast enough. Deliveries aren't fast enough, you know? So the people I meet are willing to put in the work. That's what I, oh, that's all I know. Love you anyway, though. Thanks for being here. Next. Amariani, how early can I get my puppy on a remote collar? I'm using a bonker with him, but maybe I need to do better with that because he doesn't seem to care. He's eight weeks. Oh, not right now. Hold mm -mm. off. No, 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 no. Nope. You're the one that got the eight-week-old puppy. All right? Is You're the one that woke up one day and said, probably shortly ago, I'm going to get a puppy. Mm -hmm. So with an eight-week-old puppy comes... Great responsibility and great headaches. Yep. Yep. So right now you should be concentrating on all reward-based stuff for your obedience. Hundreds of reps of sit, down, place, recall. You're not working worried about duration at all. Keep a leash on that dog. Puppy biting, that you can correct. Excessive whining and barking, that's what you can correct. Jumping, you can correct that. But obedience, nope. It's time to Dogs in kindergarten. Next. Shelly, I'm teaching general obedience and they're doing great, but very food driven. Once mm -hmm. they do the task, they quickly follow me. Having trouble having them stay so I can move to another room to call them. Any suggestions? So if you're if you can't if you can't get a reliable stay yet, obviously if the dog is in a sit or a down or in place, first you've got to make sure the dog fully understands the command. Then you want to proof it in the room. Then you want to proof it start proofing it when you're out of the room and you want to get up to correction level. Once a dog is corrected for non-compliance of a known command, your life changes. We do not correct dogs for non-compliance of a known, known command until we absolutely positively know the dog knows it. So here I am talking about resource guarding, stopping it right away, fence fighting, stopping it right away, counter surfing, stopping it right away. But for holding a command for a length of time, that takes time. Sure does. That takes time. Lots of reps. Lots of reps. Next. Why do you look so faded out? <laughs> like you're in the shadows or something. Like I feel like you look blurry compared to me. Because mm. you want the spotlight. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I'm like, why is the camera like focusing on me and not you? Because it's a smart camera. I guess so. Yeah. 
Heather, yep, learn to take the emotion out of corrections. You have to take the emotions out of corrections. It's not personal at all. Mm. It's just a methodical process. My Canadian folks, it's a process. Next. Sorry. Lisa, I give advice, volunteer my time with some, and they don't listen. So this is the thing, Lisa. So, so how do you get people to listen, she says. You don't, you don't. You don't. Well, it could be a couple of things. Number one, look within. Look within. Mm. Are you teaching in a way that people understand? Are you teaching? Videotape yourself teaching and then watch the videotape back. That's are a hard you, one. Are, are you making things sound too complicated? Or are you working with the wrong people? You might be working with the wrong people. That's the problem. When you do volunteer work, that often happens. When your rates are too low, that often happens. Mm. So we turn away a lot of people and they want to hire us, but I don't think they're ready. It's not because we won't have success with their dogs. I want to make sure they, the humans are ready. I want them to be successful, not for ratings, not for reviews, because I want them to win. If I don't think they're going to win, what's the point? What's the point? I want them to win. We can train their dog just fine, but it's not our dog. So you might be just working with the wrong people, the wrong clients. That's a big, big issue. Next. LM, thank you so much. For some reason, I have a hard time detaching. I just want the best for people, but the truth always sets you free. So I want the best for people too, but I'm not going to work harder than they are. It's true. Next. Joe, how do I correct my American Bulldog from whining when I put it in the backyard? He's an inside dog, if that matters. But when put outside to do his business and left there, he just whines at the door. So the way we do that is with a remote collar. Remote collar corrects the dog for whining and it moves with them away from the back door. So most dogs, I, this, I'm, we're based in the United States, based in New England. You know, a lot of dogs are inside dogs. Yeah. You know, so a lot of dogs are inside dogs. So, but they got to go outside. They got to go to the bathroom. So when you've got a dog that whines at the door, jumps at the door, demands to come in, they get corrected for that. Mm -hmm. Next. Andrea, I have a nine-month Dalmatian mix who growls at anyone who enters our space, even if they just stepped out and came back in. I've tried Bonker and E-Collar at 99, and he keeps growling. Any suggestions? So, number one, check fit. Number one on the remote collar. Number two, are you saying no first? Number three, are you only picking those things mm. to correct on? What's mm -hmm. the rest of the day look like? What's the rest of the day look like? There's something called the shrapnel effect. Now, there are absolutely things like you can stop fence fighting and your dog doesn't even know a damn down stay. You know what I mean? But is there other behaviors that if you improved on those, the shrapnel effect would make this better? And there is. But it could be a timing issue. It could be a fit issue. So if you said no and bonked at the first sign of the growl, your dog would stop. Your dog would go into avoidance. Then you would reward that. Next. Um, Heather, rant Wednesday for the win. Oh, am I doing a lot of rants? Yeah. Oh, well, there, you, great. Well, there you go. 
Martha, Jeff, are you sure you're not Canadian? You keep saying sorry, sarcasm. Yeah, I think I just, if I say sorry, it's because um, I'm, I'm sarcastic. You just put sorry, though, because I guess you've been saying sorry a lot tonight. Oh, have I? Yeah. Or every, I said, like, oh, I'm sorry. Every time you then, go on a rant. Yeah. I'm sorry. You do say that a lot. I think I'm, I'm trying to think what context I say it in. I don't say I'm sorry because I'm actually sorry. No, it's like I'm telling the truth. Sorry if it offends you. Like, right, like, right. And I, and I really don't feel bad if it offends you. No. Because facts don't care about your feelings. I'm not concerned that what if I speak the truth and you don't like it, that's not on me. That's on you. <laughs> Next. J. Ron, I was contemplating walking super with a 10-pound ham in my hand before he went to you guys. <laughs> J. Ron. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Super is a G. I love him. Yeah. Thomas put a bunch of laughing emojis. Martha said best show online, hands down. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Look at me. I think that's what these are all about. Oh. Lisa, I love your common sense down to earth answers. Thank you, Lisa. I love the fact that you like my common sense answers. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> You're in a very select club. <laughs> Uh, Emily, how do I get my dog to not nip my hand when taking food? I say mm. no and heel tap him. He responds well to that, but he's way too enthusiastic about food. Yeah. It's great for training, but not my yeah. hand. Food is a powerful motivator. So you can do a couple of things. You can cheat, throw the food on the ground. Teach him a good catch. Okay. You, you can cheat and throw the food on the ground. Also, what you can do is just hold your hand and the dog just it, it, anything but gentle. Anything. So if you take the food and you put it the food reward right there. And then when you close your hand like that, and when it's time to reward the dog, the food's right there. So you can try that next. Tyler, thank you, Jeff, for the great hilarious answer. I've used the Garmin Pro 550 and it goes up to seven and I've used it at five when she resource guards and it stopped her from doing nice. it. I've only used the e-collar three to four when she counter surfs. I will turn up the stim next time she does it. Do you have recommendations on how to set up some scenarios? Yeah, Tyler, just first of all, I, ma I max out calories for counter surfing. I talk about it very, very freely. I don't fuck around. My dog could die. My dog could die. I'm not messing around. So um, I, I'm not a Garmin. I'm not a Garmin user, but um, Garmin makes a good, a good brand. I like more than the, I, the way we train. We need more than seven levels. Um, but it's great for correcting. Set up some scenarios. Yeah. Get some yummy, yummy food. Put it up on the counter. Leave the room. Look through a window. Set up a video camera. Wait till your dog fully commits and make it suck. Next. Uh, Melissa posted your text community phone number. Oh, thank you. 401-341-1903. Send me a text. Next. Kathy B, look at me. If I had to walk out in the cold mud to stop a dog fighting, I won't be screaming. Look at me. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like, the visual itself is just so funny. But that's what people are Cold talking. fucking New England day. Dogs fence fighting. Going out there. Look at me. Like, I'm, I could not. First you open up the fridge. <laughs> I know. You know what I would be doing too? It's like I'd be pissed. You're looking at the fridge, and you're probably looking at like I'm not a meat eater, but but it's like it's your like you're looking at the you know when you go and you buy cold cuts, and you know there's they're by the pound. Yeah. So I wonder if people are like, well, this was three ninety nine a pound. This was four ninety nine a pound. 
the fuck if I'm using the forty ninety nine a pound shit? You get the three ninety nine a pound. This shit. meat's about to turn. You'll that's get right. this. It's like that. Yeah, that's it. Or it's like, yeah, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy, crazy. advice that people are given to solve their dog's problems. Yep, I've heard of some crazy shit. Next, dogs are ripping ass. That's Mac. Ugh, Emily, I've come to learn breed-specific forums are toxic. Awful advice from crazy fur moms whose obese dogs can do no wrong in their eyes. Oh. So, Emily, I'll, I'll go one up on that. I've pretty much learned that all online all forums, forums, all online, anything, forums, especially dog-related, anything that you are like interested enough to start or like a group on, chances are it's not that great it's so funny i remember this except our facebook group's pretty cool yeah your your facebook ours but yours is really good your, yeah. your your private one so it's so funny because there are forums out there that their catchphrase is like be kind i know until you mention my name so toxic <laughs> i've seen i've seen people mention my name and it's like the worst shit happens and i'm like you do realize you do realize that the forum your 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 the, your forum was literally designed around be the be kind and no bullying yeah, and no harassing and unless, no negativity. Unless, unless it's about Jeff Gellman. Unless it's about me at all. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not true. I'm like, guys, I've seen the screenshots. It's incredible how toxic people are. You know, next. Courtney, hi from Courtney in Jersey. Watching a lot of your content again lately for refreshers. Just wanted to say hi and thanks. Oh, thank you, Courtney. Eddie, hey, J&J, doing basic obedience with a pair of 10-week-old twin beagleers. What's a beagleer? Cavalier. A beagle and a cavalier? Yeah, maybe. Oh, at a client's house while training outside. One of them only cares about getting to the other. <laughs> Start them. <laughs> All I can imagine is our puppies right now. I know. <laughs> Start them close and gradually increase distance from each other during training. Other than that, these dogs are inc incredibly sharp, and the family is crushing nice. it in all aspects of them. So I would, what I would do is I'd work one dog at a time outside. First, mm -hmm. do one dog at a time outside, and then work them together, then work them off of each other. Next, Gary, just a comment and hoping for some vicarious venting. <laughs> I'm a Canadian living in Sweden. Prong and e collar are illegal here. I've, I believe, as you are. I believe as you of their effectiveness. And I had a long, hard discussion convincing my Swedish wife and kids about this training tool, yet they still don't use it or want me to use it. My eight-year-old daughter could take my 50-pound setter on walks by herself when using right. the prong. It was great that she could do it, and I was proud and happy for her. Friends and neighbors would comment how nice it was to see her in the neighborhood walking our dog. Oh, my God. I just got bumped. Um, then another nice, caring neighbor mentioned to her the prong collar was not legal and so on my daughter has not walked our dog again since he puts poles on a normal collar wow. just wanted to tell someone who understands thanks for all you so did. i think that you know what you can do is throw a bandana on that and then what you can do is go tell your neighbor to shut the fuck up and mind his own goddamn fucking business and then tell him if he wants to crush a young girl's dreams go pick out a family member but leave your fucking family alone True that. Lisa, thank you for the new perspective. You're welcome, Lisa. Kim, haha, I did sound like I was on crack. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe the process of escape conditioning? Go ahead. So escape is Let's teaching the dog how to turn off pressure. So we take the word away because at this point, once we get to remote, the dog's already trained technically. We're right. just layering remote. So we take the word away. So for instance, let's just say for place leash on the dog 
continuous pressure on working level, guide the dog onto place. Once the dog gets on place, pressure goes off. Scenario teaching the dog, ooh, what's this pressure? Mm. Oh, stepping on place makes pressure go away. And then eventually you start phasing out your body cues. You start phasing out your help. And it's you just stand there super body neutral. Pressure goes on. Dog runs to place. You know the dog understands the game now. Pressure goes on. Go to place. It's going to look like that for whatever behavior you're teaching. Because all you're doing is teaching that pressure means do X, Y, or Z behavior. That's escape. You're teaching the dog how to escape the pressure. Right. Once they get it. Now you can move to avoidance conditioning or NCS, which means you tell the dog to do it and STEM is only used if they do not comply. Right. And then, by the way, that this is standard. Like if people want to do like science bullshit on the, on you, this is like, this is standard operating procedure mm -hmm. in dog training. This is, this is literally like the way that dogs are learning. Pressure on pressure off. It's the same thing. It's like, it's no different than, like withholding a ball for my dog is a form of punishment. That's a punisher. Giving my dog the ball. So it's pressure. Withholding the dog, the pressure is on. Giving the dog, the pressure is off. So how do I get the ball? By turning off the pressure. How do I turn off the pressure? By doing a down. Then they get the ball. The pressure is off. It's like, it's incredible. It's incredible that people, but when it comes to a remote collar, like that tool is bad. Meanwhile, not giving my dog a ball stresses it out more. Go figure. Next. Monica just joined the text community, attending your Providence seminar in February. Can't we? Nice. Yeah. Providence seminar is going to be good. It's going to be hopping. Juanita. Hi from Texas. Thank you for all your videos. Hey, we'll be in Texas. Yeah. We'll be down in the, we'll be south of, south of Austin. Next. Lisa, I help a friend do teaching in classes. She saved me and got me back into training. Our ultimate goal is to get to one of your seminars because we both think you are one of the best. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Where do you live? What seminar do you want to go to? Send me an email. Jeff at solidk9training.com. Jeff at solidk9training.com. Who's the one on crack? Whose company is it? What's the company name? Right. I don't know. Juanita. Do you have any videos regarding your dog's raw diet? I'm wanting to switch over, but not sure where to so start. So we've got a great book. I've got one better. There's a great book that you do have to pay for it. It's an ebook, but it's well worth it. If you go to sallycaninetraining.com slash shop, I think that's the, the, the link, but just go to the shopping cart. There's a great book there. It's on everything you want to know about eating raw and then the, and the, ba the healthy balance for it. Cause you gotta be, it's gotta be balanced out next. Kim, yes, online forums are horrible. I'm on a balanced trainer forum, right. and it's every man for themselves. And same with raw feeding forums, right. ridiculous. On the Kim on the balanced training forum tonight, right now, just go. I just listened to Jeff Gellin's podcast, and I love it. Let's see how quickly you get don't, kicked off of it. Don't. They will ban you from the fucking page. It's just I like. It's just so funny. It's like. It's it's just it's just like guys like. I'm just saying the shit that everyone else is fucking doing, but nobody talks about. There's just a bunch of fucking pussies out there in this world. You know? Next. Eddie nailed it. They're stupidly cute. Can barely keep my shit together. <laughs> Thanks. Those beagle ears. Yeah, I, I need to Google what that looks like I after the show. And that makes it harder, doesn't it? It's probably it? super cute. Until they bite you. Next. No. Wasim. 
My kind of Corso is two and has gotten quite leash reactive. Yeah. She barks and lunges at people and other dogs 25% of the time when we walk past. Yeah. I've been saying no, correcting with leash pop on prong and rewarding with treat when she ignores and walks by. Is there anything else I can do as you guys are the best? You've helped so much. So, I mean, start with, first of all, <clears throat> number one, it, leash reactivity is a bitch to fucking deal with. It really sucks. It makes the walk stressful for you, not enjoyable. Um, what I would do is I would do my the 180 move. Watch watch on my YouTube channel. Search in my search box the 180 move. Also watch the spatial pressure video. So you have the 180 move and you have the spatial pressure. Also make sure you're correcting when the dog is starting to think about it. Like way before possible you're correcting now. Second of all, on your food on your food reward. I want to make sure that dog is totally disengaged and not even thinking about. Mm, you got to be careful with that. Really careful Good about timing. That. All I can think about is this look at me. That's going to be such a good clip. I'm sorry. Melissa, that's got to make it to Instagram. Next. Uh, I got to read Caroline's. That's Milo's owner. Embarrassed to say I was that angry bathrobe wearing owner in the snow waving ham to stop Milo's fence fighting before we found your videos. Fix that real quick with one tough conversation. <laughs> That's Milo who's here right now. No, no. Caroline, you got any videos of that? You have a security camera outside your house. Can you find those videos? Are they in the archives? Are they in the archives? And he's like oh. intense too. I can't even imagine him popping off for food. Like f you. I'd like to. I'd like. To, I'd like to see. Like I wonder. Like, did you have slippers on and shit? Like, where were you barefoot? Did you have like little fuzzy slippers. Like, Milo! You, like those slippers yelling. Stop. All the neighbors are like, look at me. <laughs> crazy owner. There's Caroline again. Look at me in the eye. Everybody's yeah, you know who's looking at you? All the fucking neighbors are peering over their fucking fence, going, Don't worry, sweetheart, we're looking at you. Oh my oh, god. It's eight o'clock, guys. Yeah. All right, it's time to go. We're madly in love with you. Sorry we couldn't answer all the questions. Um, we'll be back Friday night. All right, take care. Love you all. Really appreciate all of you. Thank you for joining us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It really means a lot. Thanks for your awesome questions. Thanks for all the people doing the hard work. I'm just like fucking ranting away, I guess. So take care. Good Bye -bye. night.